Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Ami Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week. Another episode of the Amibros Podcast. I'm one-third of the trio, better known as the Amibros. Your host, D-Mart, here. Hello, my brothers, Jeremy85. Jeremy, how we feeling, fellas? What's going on, man? We back. We live. Listen, man. Listen, I'm feeling great. I, I, I'm, I'm no longer want to be referred to as Jeremy85. You can refer to me as Jeremy78. Because since our last podcast, your boy broke 80 through a 78 up on the cards. Let's go. To a Jeremy 62, whatever's going Listen, we're going to get it, baby. The score is coming down. Phil showed me it's not too late for me to win a major. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Boy, congrats on that, man. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Awesome, Jared, Jared, you cannot change your name until, until you do an Annika Swarm stand where she changed her Twitter handle to uh, Annika59. Oh, man. That's. That, that's such a boss move, though. I'm not gonna lie. That's such a boss move, though. All right. But uh, yeah, man, what's going on with you, Jeremy? It's popping in Charlotte, man. Um, the same thing that's always popping. Absolutely nothing. Um, but man, yeah, man, it's, it's not uh, a bad thing, man. It's not a bad thing at all. Um, the the least of which is guns. Um, but you know, uh, pools are opening. Yeah, you know, Atlanta shot. Yeah, it was a little little shot yeah, of Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. But yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, uh, we chilling. Well, cool, man. We got a lot to talk about. I think last time we were, uh, you know, locked in with the with the the listeners was what three or four weeks ago. So we're happy to be back. Shout out to everybody tuning into us for another week. Um, let's get into it, fellas. So uh, the NBA playoffs just recently started, um, and some very interesting playoff games or play play in games were held. Uh, and what do you guys think about those games, and who do you guys think is going to be the, the biggest upset uh, in this first round of the playoffs? Let's start with you, Jared. Well, man, the playing games were uh, just just right at the time where I was going to say this showed that there was no need for a play-in because if you look at the first three ways it broke, it was the seventh seed in the East coming into the play-in was Boston. They ended up the seventh seed. The eighth seed coming into the play-in was the Wizards. They ended up the eighth seed. The seventh seed coming into the West was the Lakers. They ended up the seventh seed. And I expected that the Warriors would beat the Grizzlies and everything would have been chalked the way it should have been. And then I could have just looked and said, this is why we don't need a play-in. The same teams ended up in the same spot. But John Morant, man, he, he did some big things. And obviously, uh, they took a one-game lead over Utah uh, after Donovan Mitchell was set out for apparently no reason. Because I say apparently no reason. He's coming off a sprained ankle. But the fact that he was so upset that he publicly came out and was upset that they didn't allow him to play, and then the day before the game, they're like, oh, he's cleared to play next game, means he could have played last night. If you're you're that confident this morning that he can play, then you probably should let him play yesterday. With that being said, biggest upset in the first round, and I see this, I saw this ahead of time. Um, if we had had the podcast, I would have called it. Wait a second, wait a second. You think, this, you think they're going to win the series? No, not Memphis. No, no, I'm, I'm about to announce it. Oh, okay, okay. The, the, the biggest upset is Dallas over the Clippers. Look, I think we, we got like – there's a certain there's, – there's so much of a sample size before like something becomes reality. 
Luka has played seven games in the playoffs versus the Clippers. He's averaging 31, 10, and 10 over those seven games. At that, this point, if you can't guard, they, they won game one, and Porzingis was awful. I mean, Porzingis was Anthony Davis bad. I want to say he was like four. But Porzingis seven, is eight. always awful. Uh, no, no, he's not. Uh, I mean, this Jerry Jerry is not a fan of Porzingis. He he's, he claims that high school senior Chet Holmgren is just as uh or is more skilled than Porzingis right now, um, but uh, he's not. But Porzingis had an awful game and they still lost. And the reason is because at the end of the day they can't guard Luca. And uh, you know I, I I saw somebody on Twitter who said, "Do you guys remember that crazy time where it was a three month period where we actually said Kawhi Leonard was the." Best basketball player on the planet. I mean, he played pretty. He played all right. But you, one of the things about them right now is they are the according to statistics, they're the second worst team in clutch time in the NBA. Anytime the game is close late, they are terrible down the stretch. And they got Rondo, who should. I, help. I can tell you, he's the first worst. Uh, who do you think is the first worst? Oh, the Pelicans, probably. Yep. Y'all gave away about 120. Uh, 10, 10 to 15 point leads in the last five minutes of the game. I don't know how um, it finished, but I know us in the in Portland, very close to the end of the season, had the exact same points scored versus points allowed, except they were in like the fifth spot. We were in like the 13th. <laughs> it, 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 like all came, it all came down to like Damian Lillard at the end of the game. It was just like, all right, I'm not going to miss. Um, by the way, shout out to Damian Lillard for, for uh, when my guy has bet. A uh, little <laughs> off topic, but. One of the guys, uh, one of the fans said, hey, Damien, if you guys don't uh, win 10 of your next 12 games, then I'm going to lose my house. And Damien Lillard said, say no more. Say less. Uh, or, no, 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 no. Say no, less. No. Yeah, say he less, said, yes. say less. <laughs> yeah, say less. And then Damien Lillard proceeded to go off and then won 10 of the last 12 games to win the guy the bet. So then afterwards, Damien said, hey, show me your uh, – Show me your tickets, and the dude posted up his tickets of the of the of the wins. So uh, he had he had a, a few different tickets. So I said, "Hey, listen, that's 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 getting it done." But with that being said, I think that's the biggest good. upset for me is going to be Dallas over the Clippers. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so who's going to win the title? I mean, I think it's going to be LA. I think uh, the Lakers. I, I think the reality is. Uh, we, we lost the, the opener yesterday, but that's pretty big. It's been pretty consistent with LeBron uh, in a lot of these series. He's lost the, the playoff opener the last three straight years. He's, he's been in the playoffs. Um, and, and last year he lost first first game uh, to the Blazers. Then he lost first game to the Rockets. Um, I think, I, honestly, this sucks because I don't want it to be this way. But I think Chris Paul's hobbled. I don't really see him uh, being a major contributor. And I think they're going to, if he plays, which I expect him to, I expect they're going to be really physical with him. They're probably going to run him in a lot of, lot of uh, screens, making him get through with his bad shoulder that got injured yesterday. I expect the Lakers to win this series in five or six games. Um, and, and I think they're only going to continue to get better. The thing that I got out of yesterday's game, LeBron wasn't nearly aggressive enough, but he looked healthy. He looked a lot healthier than he, even he did in the play-in games. And I think as you long as he, he doesn't – You said that looked sloppy? I thought you said he looked floppy. Okay. Oh, he he uh he definitely <laughs> flopped, but he did, but there was one of, like one of the shoulder ones. I thought Chris Paul did yank his shoulder, but he he he's overselling a lot of it. Sure, sure. But, he was just tired. He wanted to lay on the ground, take a nap. No, this 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 is my idea though. I mean, I would rather my 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 guy on my team like a LeBron flop 
than to do a Zion and just like not complain and not flop, and then they never give you calls. Like Zion so literally is going the opposite way for LeBron. The, he's not what? getting calls because he flops so much. No, no, I, I do. I mean, the, the Lakers had nineteen free throws. I hope, free throws I, hope, I hope you guys aren't listening to that. That's not how you want to be. Yeah, it is. Y'all think this is a LeBron you know thing? Flop to who, who was my favorite call. player before? But. No, no. Before LeBron was T Mac, but before T Mac, who was my favorite player in the league through the, through the nineties? Reggie Miller. <laughs> Reggie Miller, one of the all time great floppers. Listen, if there's a a three pointer being made, they, they put a, they put a rule in place because Reggie would shoot threes and dangle his leg out, and then as soon as you touch you, he would he would dive sideways. Listen, I'm all for it, man. Get your points how you can get your points. So I got yeah, Lakers. Uh, you know why it wasn't a flagrant foul? Lakers over Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. You know why it wasn't a flagrant foul on Draymond? Because they didn't know if he actually got hit or not. That's why. Like, at the end of the day, LeBron's flopping. Is why, he, if you notice, LeBron used to be number one in free throw attempts. Uh, you know, back LeBron in the day, been number one in free throw attempts in a decade. You know why, though? Because he's been flopping for a decade. And so, yeah, he, he was, he was right, a let's, more let's, let's basketball. On, on a LeBron tangent. Jeremy, let's get your opinion about who's going to win the title this year. And then if LeBron comes up in that conversation, let's, let's go there. Yeah, so, I mean, in general, we all know who's going to win the title. It's not even going to be close. This is the most uncompetitive season since the Warriors' first year with Kevin Durant there. Um, The Nets are going to win the title. It's not going to be close. I doubt they'll have a competitive series, um, and they're going to destroy everyone. Do I think the Lakers are winning the series? Yes, Uh, mainly because Chris Paul is hobbled. Um, They're going to end up doing what they normally do. Uh, They're going to double Devin Booker. And they're going to force somebody else to beat them. Now, I will say this. There are a lot of players on Phoenix that can knock down shots. Um, and if they get too much in the double, they could get us in trouble. Jay Crowder can knock down a lot of shots. I really like uh, Mikael Bridges. He plays really good defense. Um, he's actually done a pretty good job. He did a pretty good job on LeBron the other night uh, or yesterday. And, uh, you know, he's a really good up-and-coming player. DeAndre Ayton. Um, absolutely destroyed Anthony Davis uh, yesterday. I don't expect that to continue, but he did it yesterday. So ultimately, um, I think the Lakers will win that series, but I think it's probably going to go six. Um, the Clippers, I will say this. I'm nervous about them being able to win the series, but I will also say this. Luka was 5 of 11 threes. Luka's not a very good three-point shooter. He's very streaky. streaky. If he can't make those threes, he's not nearly as effective. So, I mean, if he's in that step back and guys like Zubak, or having to try to step out of contest, I mean, it's pretty much no contest. But if he's missing like he does on a regular basis, you know, I mean, I think, I think he's finished the season as a 34% three-point shooter. So, I mean, he's not a great three-point shooter. Um, so if, if he's not on, then, you know, they're going to obviously win those games. So I, I expect they're saying Kawhi is going to start taking Lucas some. Um, I think he's going to slow him down some, at least tire him out a little bit more because he can work with work. Um, and Luka can't push him around because he's too strong. So um, mm, I expect – I don't know about that. that. Jared, Kawhi's way stronger than Luca. Stop. Um, I don't know about that. Luca, Luca. Here's the. I think people underestimate Luca's. He's he's kind of pudgy, but Luca last year Kawhi tried to take him some, and Luca backed him in under the goal. Like Luca, that never happened. Show me a video of Luca ever backing down Kawhi. No, LeBron, LeBron couldn't overpower Kawhi. You told me Luca can stop. Anyway, um, ultimately we're looking when at LeBron not overpower Kawhi. But go ahead. Um, every time they played in the playoffs. Um, but ultimately, I think uh, Luka's going to get his points, but I think they're probably going to win that series. 
Um, Memphis is going to lose that series. I, although I love the heart of that team. Um, Josh played playing really, really well. Um, uh, shout out to what's the light skinned kid from uh, Canada's name? I can't think of his name. Um, for uh, you know what I'm talking about, Jared? Say it again. The light skinned kid from uh, from uh, Memphis, from Canada. Um, oh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. I don't know. If I could think of his name. He plays with a lot of heart, man. To be honest, he reminds me a lot of Draymond. Except he's way more talented. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to be pretty chalk um, throughout the 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 Western Conference, outside of maybe Portland winning the series. Eastern Conference, same thing. Philly's going to absolutely destroy Washington. Uh, looks like the Bucks are going to win that series. I expect the um, the Nets to run through the playoffs. Um, and I think the Knicks are still going to win that series as well. So I, I expect it to be pretty much chalk outside of Portland. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a Nets um, final. The Lakers won't even get there. Uh, if the Lakers win, they will lose next round to um, Portland. And, uh, yeah, I know you say you felt like LeBron looked like the same thing. How many games has it been since LeBron had a dunk? Um, like four, something like that? I mean, it's two. You, don't look, you don't look the same explosive to me, so. Um, I don't count the others because he's playing against the Pelicans um, without like seven of their best eight players. But yeah, um, LeBron's trying to write his own uh, way into history the way he would have done. What do you mean? Because he just he just tries to fake all these injuries, and he was seeing three when he hit the when he hit the, you know the what? three what, pointer. What? I was seeing three, so it's going to be like oh. The, the when he said that three I... three from LeBron thirty years from now, I'm like, bro, come on, like. That's the narrative that we corny, give to LeBron because the corny when, public, nobody said that about like, Jordan. Oh, he tried to say he had the flu when really it was just he ate bad pizza. So he kept saying, oh, I have the flu. And then after the game, he puts his arm around Scotty's shoulder as, uh, as if he couldn't walk off the court. Like but nobody made that. Like, yeah, food poisoning. you food poisoning? Those are oh, I have. I've never also eaten pizza that somebody brought to my room that I didn't order. But no matter how it was, Jordan didn't come out and say nothing about it. Other people did. Yes, LeBron, did. LeBron creates his own narratives. And as he hits, it's a huge shot. He hit. I admit, it was a great shot he hit. Great shot. In the playing game. But he's like, uh, I can't see. I'm seeing three. Like, I'm just, okay, bro. And then you'd be like, I could have. He, like, he just he tries too hard. And then he has that he post does. on Instagram. It's just too much. I, I respect LeBron. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a humanitarian. I respect how he's with the family, but he's just he's just cornering me. But um, he's anyway. corny. But I I think the the reality is I think but we I, we, we put things on uh we put things on LeBron that we don't do for the exact same thing that Jordan did. Like yeah. what? Like what? Jordan was the one who came out and said he had the flu. It wasn't. No it no, wasn't, no 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 no. They no, reported saying he had flu like symptoms going into the game, and he and he was questioning. And then in his post game interview, he mentioned about him having the flu. And then after the game, he did he mentioned it. And then afterwards, he has his arm around Scotty's shoulders as if he couldn't walk off the court after he just rose up and hit a jump shot right, 30 Jared, seconds Jared, later. So, let's, say, let's say this, Jared. Let's say, let's say, okay, let's let's say we give you that one, even though I mean, obviously, I don't think he was taking it all. I think it's like was, one time he's done that. It's one time that, like, it's, it's not one time consistently every year. One. It's not one time. First off, one, LeBron's been playing significantly longer than Jordan, so he has a lot more opportunities. But two, yeah, that, LeBron that has nothing Le- to do, has nothing Here's to do the other thing. The, the, drama. The, I, I don't think that's just the LeBron thing. The league's a lot more of a flopper's league than it was at that point in time. I think that's 
Wait, are Jason you telling me? Wait, wait, is, is James Harden not a flopper? Yeah, not nearly as bad as LeBron. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, LeBron's Harden flops more than LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Let's look at look at that same game. So so he 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 laid on the ground for an hour for that. Just a half a quarter before that, he laid out talking about he got elbowed in the face by Toscana, and then they saw the replay and didn't get touched. He flopped on that one. I agree. This is the same game though. We're we're not talking about like a stretch. As I said though, he flopped. But we're not acting like Jerry. Just say he flops and move on, dog. No, I said that. That was the first thing I said. What I'm telling you is, y'all looking at it and acting like the league is not a league full of floppers at this point. Jerry, LeBron's the worst though. Floppers. LeBron is go to flopping. James Harden flops significantly more than LeBron. No, no, no. Jerry, let me ask you a question. This this will tell you when Chris Paul. Grabbed LeBron's arm and he fell on the ground yesterday and he ro- rolled around the ground. I just for literally se- saw it. It was just like a it was a box out. For- LeBron just happened to jump like for for no, one no. second. Chris Paul yeah, grabbed yeah, his yeah, arm yeah, and yanked yeah, him before he undercut him. Jerry, let me ask you a question. Jerry, let me ask you a question. Jerry, quick question. For one second, did you think LeBron was injured? I did. Jared. You did. You did. I did. I, I, for, maybe it's you. For me, for not one second, did I think he was actually injured? I saw him roll around the ground. I was like, get up, LeBron. You're fine. Like, well, Jeremy, not- I'll, I'll ask you this question. When Solomon Hill Ball, dove into LeBron's ankle, five, did you think 10, he was actually hurt injured? 5'10". Well, well, it's hard for me to say that because I didn't. I wasn't watching the game live. So when I when I saw it, I already knew he was injured. So it's, it's kind of the, the, the thing is with LeBron is LeBron rarely ever gets injured. So when I watch him get injured, most of the time, I don't think it's injured. Yeah, he Recently, he's injured it? all the time. And he is injured all the time. How many games have you missed no, this year? That's what, this year and two years ago, the only two times he's missed games. Jay, let me ask you a question. Did Before you two years ago, LeBron never missed more than, I think, 10 games a season. You just don't you don't have to defend LeBron on everything. LeBron hasn't been the least injured player over their career probably in the history of the NBA. Jared, he hasn't I'm not been that injured, but, Jared. but to say he's never injured in these times. And I not, said – I said never injured until drama. recently. You're, you're not listening. My, my statement I was. Listening. Just stop defending LeBron on everything, dog. I'm serious. not defending him. I said he's a flopper, but the, the entire league flops. And I like my Jer- guys to Jer- flop. Here's, here's the thing, Jer. Here's the thing. He's he's not that injured generally, but he rolls around on the ground like he got killed on a regular basis. And if we look at it from this perspective, like if you're looking at LeBron was on the ground for 80 seconds, after you taking that, that shot to, from don't, Draymond, don't don't use that mythical thing they posted out because it's not true. I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> using something else. He's on the ground for 80 seconds. Kevin Durant looked like he died on the court Saturday night, and he popped right up. It was a hundred times worse than anything LeBron's taken all this season. When when he got when he got undercut on that layup. Oh, that it looked terrible. I will agree. But I, the, the reality is this. I'm not telling you LeBron doesn't flop more than everybody else. Like, he flops more than most – all of them. As, all the people I say flop more than him, Trey Young, his game is predicated on flopping, and so is James Harden. Um, yeah, Trae, yeah, Trae Young, I don't think he – flop anywhere the thing, here, Jared, They try to draw fouls. They don't lay out on the ground like they died. That's the difference. Uh, to me, the it's difference still, is, I, It's the same. It's still flopping, though. I don't care if you if, – if, if I over-oversell it, I still yeah, oversold it. Yeah, no. There's nothing for that. <laughs> it, no, it is. We're trying to loop it all in one. <laughs> Come on. Uh, there, no. there's, a difference. there's a difference between, hey, I'm trying to sell that you fouled me. I'm kicking my legs out and stuff. And nobody touched the ground me. For I throw seconds. back like somebody hit me with a, with a Mike Tyson hook. And then I lay back on the ground, rolling around on the ground for 47 seconds 
while refs try to go look <laughs> at the Jim, camera Jim, here's to see my if it was a flagrant foul, though. and then they find out it was no touching. Jim, here's my question, <laughs> though. Would you rather that happen, or would you ra- rather the whole Zion situation happens where he doesn't flop, and then he gets his hand broken, and he gets no foul calls the entire game? I would rather him thing. be a man and play play the game. Like I, I would, I would rather get the calls. I rather, see that's the difference between the, between the, the new generation, and the old generation. Play no, it's not. Reggie Miller the same thing. LeBron, uh, Zion gets plenty of. He, he gets his, yeah, Zion gets no calls. Zion, Zion was third in the league in, in free throw attempts last year. That's all I'm thinking. And Zion should have been first. He was like Shaq, but he's still third. Yeah, you know who was ahead of him. Probably James Harden and Trey Young, two guys who flop. Category, I'm sure. But, no, um, let's uh, let's let's uh, change gears a little bit, fellas. Let's move into some NFL. Uh, big news came out today out of Atlanta. Um, it's kind of a weird situation. I've been I've been doing a little research uh, on different uh, sites talking about how Shannon pretty much. I don't think he prepped. Julio to say that he was going to be live on air and that man was uh, I think that was directly for Shannon and not uh, the national audience of uh, FS1 but uh, let's talk about it so Julio wants to trade out of Atlanta um, Jim let's start with you oh, let's start with Jared let's start with out of the we'll start out of conference what do you think about this coming out of Atlanta and how do you think it's going to play out and do you think that Shannon um Julio. No, I think I think Julio knew. I, I first off, uh, I don't think Shannon would, would randomly call somebody on air without telling him. And, and I think Skip kind of set him up for it. So then he's like, "You want me to go ahead and call? Him? Sure, go ahead and call him." And he, I, I don't think he just. Now, if he did, it, it'd be a, a ultimate breach of trust. I, I would, but I, I don't think that's the way it went. I think uh, I think Julio knew who, what, what was happening. But t- two, apparently, uh, Julio put in a trade request with the Falcons back in March. That's what was, was being reported. So, um, you know, when there's talk that, Hey, the, the Falcons are, are having conversations about getting rid of Julio. Um, a lot of that centers back on the fact that Julio was the one first who demanded a trade back in March. And I think one of the things that we're seeing a lot more, not just in, uh, you know, the NFL, but overall sports players are starting to see they have more power. They're starting to see that, Hey, look, I have a little bit more leverage, especially guys like a Julio Jones who got 75 million guaranteed up front. So he has his money. Um, Deshaun Watson right now is, is sitting out OTA saying he still wants to be traded, even with as the the charges sure or the allegations right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they wish they would have gotten rid of him when when uh, the Panthers offered four first. Um, but uh, you know, I, and I still think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get a. They're gonna get a whole lot of for him in, in a couple weeks anyway. But um, Aaron Rodgers wanting out. Russ Wilson is still. You know, there's still talks that he may be trying to get out of there. Um, you got a lot of these these guys who who got paid and they understand the leverage they have and I want to get out. If I'm Julio, listen, I think, I think the ideal situation for Julio would be if Aaron Rodgers stayed in, in Green Bay and Julio could go play with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams I thought Julio Green was Bay. going to uh, New England. There's talks that he might go to be New perfect. England. That would be perfect for him. I don't, I don't think that would be – obviously, I don't think that would be a Super Bowl team. I think um, at this point and, – and, and they said Cam's been working on his fundamentals, but Cam's got to prove to me that, like, he actually yeah, he show he can throw the ball. Jerry, if you look at the Canyon, he hasn't played with a quality wide receiver since Steve Smith. Nah, he's no, no. He's, he's played with quality wide receivers. The, the, Panther, the Panthers had a really quality wide, set of wide receivers here before I was injured. But DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and um, 
Yeah, but I mean, Greg Olson yeah. was was. But, I mean, he played like two games healthy. Like it, it wasn't. Yeah, I, it, but here's the thing. Though. I'm not telling you that he's got it. Last year, that he had the weapons to be, you know, a league MVP. But I mean, we saw some scud missiles that were bouncing the receivers. Like it, there were, there were some really really bad throws in there. Scud missiles. <laughs> uh, I, I I I think the there there was really two games where he threw the ball really well and. Ironically, they were versus the Texans' pass defense and versus Seattle's pass defense, two of the worst pass defenses in the history of the league. So I, I think if if Cam can regain his form, I mean, this is the thing, the, the the reason why I wouldn't pick the Patriots. Cam had one outlier season as a elite passer. Now, he's been a really good quarterback for a long time, but he had one outlier season where as a passer, he was elite. And, and for his career, he's still 59% completion percentage, which is, you know, in today's game, not even close to where, where even league averages. And, uh, but if Julio went there, I think they would be a competitive team. I still don't think they won the Super Bowl. If Julio went to the Packers or if Julio went to a team that had a, a, a really solid roster and maybe just needed an extra weapon. Um, I, I think outside of, of them, if you looked at, uh, the AFC, if you went to, Buffalo and teamed up with uh, with Stefan Diggs. Um, if it was, there's some of those situations where I think he could he could they'd be Super Bowl contenders um, if he went there. I think he's got to try to figure out a way to get a Super Bowl because, I mean, to be honest, Julio put them in position to win a Super Bowl. People forget before Matt Ryan did the, to those two stupid sacks, Julio made one of the most spectacular catches to put them inside a field goal range. Uh, you know, in, in the fourth quarter of that game versus New England. Um, and, and, and so I think ultimately, I think he's probably going to go to New England, but if I, I think the ideal situation would be is if Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay and he was able to go there and team up with, uh, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Jones and a uh, really good offensive line and, and do damage there. I'll tell you what, I wish there was someone who could predicted this Julio Jones to the Patriots for Stefan Gilmore, like maybe like a month and a half, two months ago. I can't, I can't believe nobody made that prediction. Oh, wait, I did. That was me. Yeah, I was the one that made that prediction. Yes, he's going to go to the Patriots. It's going to be a great fit. Um, and they're going to be scary. Think about it. They already got John U. Smith, and they got Hunter Henry. You throw Julio Jones. These are great blockers, not only great great route runners and great catchers. These are really, really great blockers with Cam Newton. So what you're going to have is a situation of where you can set up in bunch formations with maybe one or two wide receivers out there, maybe Nelson Aguilar out there with Julio, and run the ball down people's throats. And the second they want to put, you know, an eighth, ninth, ninth man in the box, okay, cool, Julio, go do work. And I think that's what Cam Newton needs. Um, I think he would be perfect for that situation. I think that with the defensive players that are coming back, Bill Belichick will be able to adjust. I think they'll win that division. Um, you got, you got Nelson year, Aguilar on the other side too, who, who's a speedster, who if you start the box – he can get by his and, and, and Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers also is yeah. a, a, a burner. So right now, that's yeah, not the not number one drop, receiver, but he's going to drop the pass, but I mean, he will get by. He will, well, he last year, last year he, 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 he played well for Oakland, but he, right now he's the number one receiver for New England, which isn't good. But if you got Julio, then he slides down that number two spot and it's not a bad spot. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Another, and, and, you know, it's an easy trade him and Stefan Gilmore. Um, I don't like him to the Packers mainly because if he goes to the Packers, um, what are they gonna have to give up? Probably Jair Alexander and one of the Smith brothers. Uh, that's too much to give up. Um, no, no, no. There, there's talk right now that the Julio's going for a second. Like, oh, he's, there's no way he's going for a second though. He's going for a second at at best, a first. He's not going for. I mean, Jair Alexander is 
all pro cornerback who's twenty three. Like that, he's not getting that value. Oh, he's gonna get value. Um, he's gonna get value. Yeah. He's not getting the Smith and, and Jared Alexander value. I, I, to me, I think the only way Atlanta needs to trade him is or is gonna trade him is for a defensive player. Um, because it doesn't necessarily make sense if you're in win now mode to trade for somebody who's not going to help you right now for for uh for a pick. So um, if they were going to try to trade him and get a draft pick, I think he would have done it before the draft. Um, they so tried to me, to I all, think, before the draft, they they tried they tried to, uh, but nobody really showed a lot of interest in him. I, can't, I I just don't believe that. So like if we look at it from the standpoint of teams that use him, um, I think the Ravens would be a great spot for him. Uh, Lamar Jackson needs a number one receiver and somebody who's over five foot two. Um, so I think that would be a great spot for him. Um, obviously, teaming him back up with Kyle Shanahan, his former offensive coordinator when he went off um, a, a few years ago, would be a great spot. Um, there's a lot of teams around the league that I think could use him. Um, well, I mean, if you're going to talk about, you know, teams that could trade for him, you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes could use another target. Maybe, you know, you send somebody back. On, on defense and, uh, you know, just make that team unfair. But, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah I, he, he's never had enough weapons, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, he could. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I'd like to see I'd like to see him, uh, I don't know, even even maybe over there with Russell Wilson, you can give, give Russell another weapon as well. So, there's a lot of places you can play. You could, you could trade him, too. I think he's definitely going to be an AFC. Um, but, yeah, let's see what happens, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think, personally, that Shannon Sharp called him. Without him, uh, without him knowing, he's probably he probably told him, "Hey, yeah, I, I'll call you on air, or whatever." And didn't like it because when he said somebody you've been on on air, he said, "Yeah, it's all good." Um, so I don't I don't think at all that it was a surprise. Yeah, you, you guys are probably right. I was uh, I was just seeing something where it's reported that the Falcons are willing to trade him within the NFC for the right price. But okay, Saints, go and give him something. Yeah, they they pretty much like what. <laughs> What uh, which I really want. So, um, awesome DMX. The group is interactions. Yeah, <laughs> RIP DMX. Yeah. All right. Um, let's um, let's talk about what I I wouldn't say I called it, but I was at a networking event on Thursday. Phil was coming in. I think he played late. I think he played his first round late on, on Thursday. We're talking about the the PGA Championship here for the golf heads, um, and he had a good round. So I was like, man. I'm going to take off of Phil Trees the entire weekend, meaning that he just plays very well and he wins the PGA Championship at 50. Well, I didn't keep my bet. He won. I'm very happy for him. Um, I like Phil. Phil seems like a great guy. Uh, but unfortunately, I, I, I couldn't afford to take off today. So, um, you know, I couldn't hold myself accountable. But Phil won the PGA Championship at a very, very difficult course. Uh, the Mebros have been out there and played the ocean course a couple of times. Um, and, uh, it's, it's definitely an the experience. Course yeah. So, uh, let's start with you, Jared. Let's, let's talk about this victory for Phil, man. What do you, where do you think this puts him in the books? Um, as far as, you know, all time golfers and, um, the significance of him winning, you know, against the young boys at 50, man, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Phil's not going to go down as, um, you know, top five golfer or anything like that of all time. Uh, but the thing about Phil that, that I feel bad about, uh, yeah, I, I would agree. But here's the craziest part. Phil never got to number one in the world at any point in time uh, throughout his career. And and that's the, the sad thing is that he just played in an era where Tiger was winning everything 
And so I think this was a, a, a moment where Tiger wasn't in the field. Um, there's all the young guys that are, are, are winning and, and Phil really hadn't been, I mean, he, he won two, uh, senior PGA events, but he hadn't won a, a regular PGA event since 2019 Pebble Beach. Um, and, and so for him to be able to conjure up this amount of greatness at this age, I mean, I know he, he's been talking about like, Hey, he's, he's working really hard and got himself in a really good shape and he's hitting the ball a mile. Um, and so it's great to see that that work pay off. But the other part about it is, I think he finally got to get some of the due that 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 he's deserved. That that walk up, uh, you know, eighteen at Kiowa, um, you know, where they're they're cheering and they're you know banging with uh with Brooke Kepka, Brooks Kepka's knees intentionally, apparently. Uh, <laughs> another story: Brooks Kepka finished second and uh, yeah, about he thought it. people were intentionally bumping into his knees. I was like, yeah, Brooks, I'm pretty sure that never happened, but hey, have at it. Anyway, um, so, so I thought he got, he got a chance to really, um, you know, have a, a moment to, where people could celebrate him, not just for that, that event, because when he was winning a lot of the PGA events, it still was like, hey, he won, but the main story is Tiger or the main story is something else. He got, got that chance. I, I think he's going to go down, like you said, with six major, I think ties him ninth, I think, all time on, on majors uh, list. Um, it got him away from, I mean, in perspective, he had five. If Brooks had one, Brooks would have five. So, um, yeah, they separated them. That was tough. Yeah. And, and, and to beat Brooks head to head, where, um, I'm not sure if you guys that didn't watch, Brooks birdied one and, uh, hole number one. And then, uh, Phil bogeyed one. So after hole number one, Brooks had a one shot lead. And, for Phil to be able to, to even at this age, yeah. yeah. So even at this age, for for Phil to be able to um, to toughen it out and, and to get it done, what happened on I mean, number I thought two? It was extremely he, impressive. Phil bogey, uh, birdie number two, and and uh, Brooks doubled it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and and, and Phil had a a, a a whole lot of great shots. Uh, I thought really eighteen was a nerve wracking shot out of, the, out of the the rough, and I was like, because the reality is. If he doesn't get it there, if he misses bad there, I mean, Brooks had a putt for Bird and a Bird there and a bogey for Phil, and they're tied going into uh, to a playoff. So I thought it was a, a really solid round. I thought, uh, you know, ultimately I was I was really happy for Phil. And, uh, I mean, I think afterwards he, he – nobody could have said it best where he said, you know, C2 equals uh, or <laughs> whatever his, his winning formula was, which was coffee plus calves equals – uh, whatever his his whole thing was, it was hilarious. So, uh, shout out to Phil, man. Shout out to Phil. Yeah, man, Jeremy. What do you think about this big man? That was very impressive. I was really happy for Phil. Phil has changed his entire reputation over the course of the last ten years. I don't think Phil was very likable for some reason in the early two thousands, just because of Tiger. Um, it's almost like he and uh and good old W have kind of changed their uh, perceptions among people. Um, but. I just want to talk about what Jared said earlier about how he was never number one in the world. Phil at one point had an average points of 13. I don't know if you guys know this is how the, the world golf rankings are determined. Right now, the number one golfer in the world has 10.15. That's Dustin Johnson. Number two is, is Justin Thomas at 8.6. So he was at 13. So in any other era, he would have been number one in the world. One other problem, at that point, Tiger Woods had 34 points average so (laughs) 
mean, he just he came up in the Tiger Woods era. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, think about that. Tiger Woods had almost three and a half times as many points per event as Dustin Johnson, and so yes, he was never got the number one in the world, but he will always be remembered um, as one of the great golfers. To me, he's the Andre Agassi to um, to Tiger Woods, Pete Sampras. Um, I think he'll be remembered as a as a great player, but maybe not as great as he could have been. Almost kind of like Andy Murray. Uh, Andy Murray will always be a member of the Big Four, but he will never be one of the Big Three. And uh, you know, I think it's uh, right now. It's time for the lefties to take over. We've already seen Phil win his major. You're going to see James Harden win his first title. You're going to see Nadal win the French Open. I mean, it's it's all setting up for the lefties to really dominate moving forward. And I, I'm just so so happy to see it. So uh, good for Phil. Um, also, oh yeah, this other thing, uh, it's going to be bode well for me playing against these guys, uh, this upcoming weekend. So you guys have no chance. Okay. All right. So, uh, I think we need to start documenting this guys. I think we need to start figuring out how to record these or just bring like a, you know, record some clips and start posting these online because the. The, the junk talking is get out of control. I think the fan, uh, yeah, I think I think the listeners deserve to hear, you know, um, so or and see how it goes when we're actually out there on the course. So yeah, I just yeah. want to point out um, that since we, need, we last we played, I have beaten. Oh, I'm I'm um, uh, I must. You guys, the last time we played, so I am still champion of the world. Yes, well, well, well last we we played two rounds, and I beat you the first one. You beat me the second one. So yes, you have it right champion. now. Uh, with you, you play last round. Hey, point. The last the one you played with him was. Uh, of course, I did. You beat Don't me. Don't so surprised. Remember, he he made the last. <laughs> he beat you by a stroke. Uh, oh <laughs> all right, we'll see, man. But all right, fellas. Um, at this point, that's that's all we had in the in the pre production, man. You guys got any parting thoughts before? Yeah, we I think it's here? uh. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say, I got, um, I got nothing. You know, we're talking about somebody as Phil who's ultra talented, who is at this point in his career still taking his talent to the next level and really getting the most out of his game. Um, and I wanted to bring attention to someone else who really did the opposite of that and um, did not maximize his game. And now we're seeing the results. Bernard Tomic, one of the most talented tennis players of this generation. He should have been winning majors. I mean, you're talking about a kid that 18, 19 years old was dominant. And now he's relegated to um, playing in the qualifying of the French Open and losing first round to a 16-year-old. So, I mean, <laughs> Bernard Tomic. <laughs> Who is this, Jimmy? Bernard Tomic. Bernard Tomic was number one in the world at age 15 in all Look, guys, Bernard Tomic is still – he's still grinding you know on the couch. Bernard he's, still, he's still playing okay. But Damon, yeah, I like. Come on now, on any Damon, surface Bernard, that that can happen, don't y'all start. Bernard Tomic is no, but Bernard supposed to be all time great. Damn, you got like, to Bernard Tomic is not Tomic supposed to be an all time great. Pulling out a tournament, saying he made enough money. Y'all are crazy. Y'all remember this? <laughs> yes, but that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. That was ten years ago. I'm trying to figure out when y'all y'all. He's think Damon. But Damon, he was he was 18 at the time. Great. He was he was the number one junior in the world at 14. So was Donald. 
He had like semis of the Australian after winning Sydney and beating Nadal and Djokovic in back-to-back weeks. Bernard Tomic was supposed to be a great, and he just didn't care. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. I'm not saying the guys, he's definitely underachieved. Um, but let's not act like he's no, just he's, terrible right now. No, I, it's, I still it's see him out here. He's, um, he's ranked yeah, 211 right than most people, absolutely. Did he, was he a bust from where he got drafted or where he was supposed to be? Absolutely. Listen, all I'm going to say is, oh, oh, to the goats, you know, and with that, <laughs> oh, to the goats with that. Um, all right, fellas, <laughs> on that note, um, we're going to holler at y'all, man. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, uh, me bros underscore podcast. Um, and we'll tap back in with you guys in a few weeks, man. We out.